came across this video and I don't even know how I got on there but I listened to it I thought wow that's the video and then when I saw the little girl erasing I said erasing loneliness so I came to work Thursday and showed them the video and I said I want to call it erasing loneliness and then Friday morning it I got up and at 7 38 I got an email from Lance Armstrong not from him personally from his organization and uh, the name and the title of his uh, email was never alone and so I came to work I said this is the name guy we're, the guys were going with this and I want to talk to you, the Lord wants to send messages to places of your life and in your heart. And I want to minister some things to you today and for you not to feel alone, but also if there's some areas that we may be lonely 
that I need to adjust, we need to adjust, then we can get to it. I want to start off here with David, of course, in Psalms chapter 102, verse 1 and 2. David said, God, listen. How many ever felt like telling God, listen? Listen to my prayer. But I love this. Listen to the pain in my cries. I saw that word in and the Holy Spirit just had me stop right there. So I went and got the Hebrew and started looking at it. Listen to the pain in my Christ. In the Hebrew here, David is saying, I don't have time to get this prayer all together, but there's some pain in my cries that I want you to hear. And David is talking about putting the uh, prayer shawl over his head so no one can see his face and nobody can see his expressions. Nobody can see the pain in his face as he's crying. And what's he saying here? He's saying, I cannot pray the right words. I can't even think of some prayers I was taught as a youth or that you taught me, but, but there's pain in my cries that I want you to hear that and that word there means to double over in pain it means to be like an envelope and just double over with the pain have you ever been there have you ever felt like the pain was just so strong and and nauseating and just taking your breath away and 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 it was just bending you over and that's what that David David couldn't pray he had the pressure on he was just bending over in the pain and that's what he's saying here don't turn your back on me just when I need you so desperately pay attention This is a cry for help and hurry. This can't wait. David was being honest with God. This can't wait. I don't know if I can take any more. I need your grace. I need your mercy. And then David said something very interesting here in verse 6 and 7 of that chapter. I'm like an owl in the desert, like an owl in a far off wilderness. And and in the Hebrew, he uses the word for owl because the owl, it's it's an unclean bird but it doesn't fly with the flock. It's a a lonely bird. And he's saying, I feel all alone here. And when you're studying in the Hebrew, he's saying, the riches, the palace, everything you've given me is not satisfying me. The only hope I have is that the Messiah comes. I mean, Jesus is the only hope that we have. Amen. He says, the only hope I have is that the Messiah comes. He says, because nothing else is fulfilling me. And he goes on to say, I lie awake lonely, as a solitary bird on a roof, I'm all alone. I don't feel like I can speak to anybody. How many know he had a bunch of wives and a bunch of kids? He, he had all of Israel, but yet he could not open up to anybody. He was just feeling all alone. And I want to talk to you today, for one, this is going to be a different type of a message, but the, what the Holy Spirit stoke, spoke to me. He says, what is one of my names? And immediately I felt in my spirit, wonderful counselor. The God you serve is the best counselor for any areas of your life that there is. He's got the right counsel and instruction and knowledge to be able to give you, to help you through these times where you feel like you don't even know how to pray or how to respond to the things coming at you. And it says, I read 40% of Americans feel alone. Even in a crowd, you can feel alone. Many people feel like, you know, and this is one of the things I want you to write down. Many people feel alone because they're not able to relax and be who they are. You need to write that down. A lot of times we think, they're not accepting me. Where a lot of times, you're not relaxing and being who you are for them to accept. 
A lot of times we're under the pressure that we have to match somebody or we have to be something that we're not or we have to influence them or we have to, uh, you know, touch them somehow in their hearts so they'll be my friends or do something, have something, say something for them to accept us. And one of the things is David was saying, you hear my cry, God, this is me. I don't have the adequate words to tell you, but this is me crying out for help and relief. And one of the things we've got to learn that if we're going to connect and have relationships, long-lasting relationships... One of the things we have to do, we have to learn to relax and be ourselves. How can you have a long relationship unless they get to know who you really are? And so it's so important that we learn to relax and allow that pain to go from us. One of the things that caught my attention a few weeks ago as people were walking around doing Christmas shopping and a lot of people were singing happy songs, but Elvis started singing, I'll have a blue Christmas without you, loneliness. I'll be so blue without you, loneliness. And uh, declarations of red on green Christmas tree won't be the same if you're not here with me, loneliness. And as I was studying this, I wanted to share with you, you know, Jesus and Paul, David, so many of them, they went through loneliness, but they knew they never were alone. There'll be times we feel lonely. There was times Jesus was lonely and he was alone in the, uh, in the garden. And then Paul says, all have forsaken me and I'm alone. But they knew that John on the of Patmos, he was alone. But he knew he wasn't alone because God was with him. And there's times that we go through seasons of loneliness, but yet we've got to get the revelation. God is with us no matter what. St. Augustine wrote, thou hast formed us for thyself and our hearts are restless till they find rest in thee. And so another point I want to give you about uh, loneliness is that you've got to understand that when we go through things, when we get hurt, when somebody may be backing away from us, when we lose a friend or a relationship, there's the temptation to do what, what the uh, psychiatrists call automatic withdrawal or withdraw ourselves from people. And there was a study done about Facebook that Facebook and the internet is drawing a lot of lonely people. And you can end up having a bunch of friends on Facebook, but that doesn't mean that you really have a lot of friends. And on Facebook, what they're finding out is that people are liking Facebook and emails because they can withdraw when they feel like somebody's getting too close to them. When they start sharing their heart, they start sharing some information, all of a sudden somebody may write something on, the, on, their, uh, on their account and all of a sudden you know, they back away going, oh, that's, that's not good. Oh, they're, they're getting to know me. So you see, they're, they're already rejecting me. And so it's so easy just to want to withdraw in life, withdraw from uh, personal relationships, or we call it to retreat. Well, you know, I'm just going to retreat. I'm just going to become a hermit. I'm just going to get away from people. And, and, and that's not the way we were born. We've got to understand that our healthy relationships come by spending time with God. But also, listen to this. It's so important. If we're going to get through loneliness, listen, we have to learn to enjoy being just us. Being ourselves. So many people, if you don't accept yourself, how do you expect other people to accept you? There's people that come home from work and they tell their husband or their wife, they go, well, who invited us over for supper tonight? Where are we going? And the husband say, nowhere, nobody's invited us. You see, nobody loves us. And the automatic thought was, you know, nobody wants us around. Nobody wants me around. Uh, we're not invited anywhere. We're not part of the crowd. And immediately we want to retreat because it just seems like, well, you know, you see, nobody wants us around. But a lot of people don't understand how to have a good time with themselves. You know, you're a pretty good person. 
You don't have to have people around you to make you feel like you're important. You have to feel that way all the time. And that's what makes people want to be around you. Not rejecting yourself and others rejecting you because they can feel you're rejecting yourself. But, but, hey, loving yourself. How can you love others unless you love yourself? Amen. And so there's something there about just abandon yourself and just uh, don't abandon yourself from yourself. Be good to yourself. Listen to what I read in this book. It says, many people live alone, but they're not lonely. They're happy. They usually have a strong sense of self-esteem and consider themselves as a great person and do not depend on having other people around to make them feel worth more. They already know it. Now, I'm not talking about pride. I'm talking about being happy. Like I think about Sister Luella. She lives by herself and you ask her, you getting married? I don't need a man. I'm happy all by myself. I got Jesus. He's all the man I need. Ask her after church. I dare you. I dare you. Tell her you got an uncle to hook up with. I don't want to see your uncle. I got Jesus. She'll lay hands on you too. Now ask Sister Annie if she wants a man. Oh yeah, I want a man. Where is he? But you ask people that, that live by themselves and they've been living by themselves a while. Are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy. I have a good old time. And it's because they've, they've come to accept and love themselves and they don't need, thank God when we have our mates to make us feel good about ourselves. But even if you're alone, you need to feel good about yourself regardless. Yes. You're cleansed, washed in your names in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. And so you, you got to understand that even these people who live by themselves, because they, they're, they're happy anyway, they're able, to make great, they're able to make great investments in life. My wife and I was watching the uh, finalization of the uh, Biggest Losers. How many of you watch the Biggest Losers? And here's these people, four or five hundred pounds, and they go there, and their goal is to lose weight. But the goal of the trainers is to give them self-worth and self-esteem. Because they don't want to just make them run for 26 miles and lose two, 300 pounds. They want them to like themselves like they've never liked them before. To get self-worth, self-value, and not only lose the 300 pounds, but keep the weight off. And there's something about, you know, you, you, you hear them telling their testimony and they're saying, you know, I can do it now. They look at people on the TV. They look at the trainers and they go, I'm going to lose that weight. I'm going to do it. Do you want to quit? No, I'm not quitting. Do you hurt? I'm in a lot of pain, but I'm not quitting because I can do it. And you start hearing that self-confidence come up in them. And what they don't know is that the people who used to maybe back away are listening and saying, now I want to be around them. I remember when they used to say, you know, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to be around me. But now that they're doing something, they're feeling like, you know, they got some worth and there's somebody. And you hear they used to say, you know, all I've ever been called was names all of my life. You hear them say, I've never had a best friend. You hear them say, I, I hated myself. Used to say, I don't feel like I fit in anywhere. I'm always left out. I'm misunderstood. You hear them say things like, if they get to know me, they won't want to be around me. I just hear this all the time, hopelessness and insecurity and rejection. One of the words for lonely means to be shut out, to be shut down or have a door shut on you. And when I read that definition, to feel shut out, I started thinking, how many times in, in, in a, let's say a marriage relationship, how many times what men will call nagging 
Like, oh, that wife just won't get off of it. That woman just won't let me go. That woman just going to say, how long are you going to stay on the same subject? And what a lot of men call nagging is that your wife is banging on the door for emotional reconciliation. We believe in reconciliation, don't we? But there's an emotional reconciliation according to the textbooks that has to happen. And that's why a, a, a woman or a man will be banging on that door of your heart. Will you let me in? Can we have an emotional conversation? Can we have a conversation without the ball game on at the same time? Can, can we go somewhere where there's nobody around? Can we sit on the side of the river? And can we look at each other in the eyes? And can we just open up and can we just talk? What are we going to talk about? Oh, well, you just shut up and go along with it. We're going to find something to talk about. But so many times, <laughs> huh? We talk all the time. Well, we got to go to the river to talk about. I'm right here in my easy chair. Just talk away. And you wonder why she's banging on the door of your heart. You wonder why he's banging on the door of your heart. And so a lot of times, even in a marriage, there's loneliness because they're trying to connect to you emotionally. They want to have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation. But life is so fast and everything's just going so upbeat that there's just not, no time for that. But an emotional conversation is when you get together and you're honest and you let the defenses down and you go, you know what, I'm going to be vulnerable right now. I don't have to know it all. I don't have to be the man. In fact, I was with a man a few weeks ago and, and, I, and I just looked at him. I said, you know what, brother, I want to tell you something. You need to get the ideal of being wearing the pants of the house and you need to wear the towel in the house. You need to be like Christ and wear the towel instead of so worried about wearing the pants. Because if you wear the towel, she's going to follow you. She's going to love you. She's going to serve you because she's going to see Christ in you. And there's something about when you get together and you let down the defenses and, and, and men, you listen to her. And ladies, you listen to him. The little boy, you know, may be crying out and instead of saying, oh, you just sound like Raymond. You just sound like a crybaby. You're just a little boy in a big man's body. You need to listen. Because one of the reasons of loneliness is because maybe they were abandoned and they didn't have the bond they were supposed to have when they were born. Maybe they didn't bond. Maybe when they were small, one of the parents left. And they never were able to bond with a mother or a father. And now they're trying to, they, they, they want to bond, but they don't know how because it didn't happen when it was supposed to happen. So they don't know how. And you're expecting them to change. You're expecting them to be a certain way, a certain type of man. You're expecting her to be a certain type of a woman. But, but they don't know how because, I mean, you're born to bond with your parent. Some of you for this Christmas, you already hurt because your children may have be going to the other's house to the uh, ex's house and not with you. And there's this continued separation and, and they were separated when they made before five from their parent and now growing up every Christmas, every summer, they seem to be separated and there's no bond and now they find themselves in a relationship and you're expecting something from them they've never had. So in the marriage you feel lonely. Why don't we connect? Why doesn't he or she understand me? And so the Holy Spirit wants to do a work in you, even at this season that you feel most vulnerable and you're hurting the most. He wants to help you and bring you to a new area to get beyond thoughts like, for example, no one cares or loves me or likes me. No one listens to me. Even in a crowd, I feel lonely. The children come up to you and, 
and all of a sudden, you know, the children just leave and you're fussy. I hear parents fuss all the time. I wish my children weren't children with, with those kids down the block. Those are some bad kids. What would make them go be kids down the block? Well, let's back up. Do you remember the other day? Your child came in and says, Mom, can I talk to you? No, I ain't got time right now. Dad, can I talk to you? Here, here's some money. Go, go, buy, go buy a Coke at the store. Go play with your friends. And so they go, they go make friends with the kids down the street, but then you're mad because they made friends with kids down the street, but you didn't take the time to be their friend. So since we didn't speak to them, there's always going to be somebody to speak to them, and usually it's the ones we don't approve of them speaking to. Well, why did my wife have an emotional affair? Why did my husband have an emotional affair? How, how could they start having feelings towards this person they work with? Well, they connected emotionally something you weren't doing, and now you need to learn to do. They were lonely. And somebody went and spoke to them and they connected. Wow, I wish I got this at home. I can't wait to go to work because now I'm getting at work what I don't get at home. I'm getting a need met. And so this loneliness, if it's not watched, it just turns into different things that start bringing us in areas where we don't want to go. Loneliness will cause you to dress a certain way, eat a certain way, sleep a certain way. It'll just change you, spend money and do all kinds of things you wouldn't regularly do. Romans chapter 12, verse 12 says, Rejoice in our confident hope. There's that word, hope keeps coming up this morning. I hope somebody's getting this today. Our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Keep praying for the areas that I need to change in, where I'm supposed to have hope, where I'm supposed to see by faith. I thank God so much for the, those who go to the nursing home ministry. Do you know, most people that are sent to the nursing home, they're lonely because they know they're sent there to die. They don't see their kids, they don't see their loved ones for weeks and months at a time and they know they've just been put somewhere where they're fed, they're not taken real good care of but they're fed and they're just sent there to die. But then here comes somebody who starts doing their nails. Here comes somebody who starts doing their hands. Here comes somebody who starts touching them and helping combat the loneliness. And by co combating the loneliness, you get healed. You get touched and you get healed from your own hurts. A sister right here who goes to the nursing home. Both her dad and her son committed suicide. Now that would be enough to devastate anybody. and Just want anybody just to say, you know what? Well, how can I handle this? What am I going to do? I lost my precious baby. I lost my dad. And, and all these things. But yet she's taken her hurts. And she's turning to ministry. And she's going to people who are hurting. And in that she's ministering to others. And she's being ministered to into the depths of her soul. It's so easy when we get hurt just to retreat. I just want to be away from everybody. I want to draw the curtains. I, I, don't want to, I don't want to volunteer for anything. I don't want to serve in any area because I just want to be left alone. And you'll never get healed in that type of way. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Not motivate each other to get away from each other, but to mo motivate each other to do acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. It's so easy to say, you know what? It's just getting too close for comfort. He is just meddling. Let me share once again. If you want to surrender your life to the Father, there's going to be times when he'll come in with a scalpel and his sharp blade and he's going to go to areas where you may not necessarily feel comfortable, but it's to bring healing to you. Sometimes the arrows of the enemy do get lodged in, go through the armor, get lodged in, and they need to be taken out. 
There's areas that we might have been vulnerable and all of a sudden the enemy comes in and hits us and we need that taken out. So sometimes we'll go through these things. And it says, don't stop neglecting meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. A longing to be accepted, a longing to be attached. It's called the attachment theory where a child is supposed to be attached to their parent to feel acceptance. And this is what they say about the attachment theory. If there's not that bond when you're a child, you'll probably have a history of stop and end relationships all of your life. Since you never had a normal starting, you don't know have a normal continuation. It's always start and end, start and end. I've got good news for you. If you've been in a type of lifestyle that's been start and end, the Holy Spirit wants to give you hope and He wants to heal you to where you'll have a relationship and it will continue for the rest of your life. Not no stop and ending, but a continuation of a relationship. Amen. Amen. They, they say that they found out that kids who do these shooting at schools were lonely and they just wanted attention from their teachers and students. It was a cry for attention. It was a tie. It was a cry to get help. We see here that many people get the wrong perceptions a lot of people hear them say, everybody's got friends but me. Well, I'm going to give you some clues today. Maybe there's some things you can do to where you can have friends too. And maybe you have more friends than you realize. We have to be careful of these self-defeating attitudes. Self-defeating ad- attitudes. Why don't I have more friends? Well, maybe it's because you're grumpy all the time. Or maybe you're holding a grudge. Or maybe you're too picky. Or maybe you've been hurt so much you don't want to let anybody in. And so there's these self-defeating uh, attitudes that turn into uh, hostile, angry criticism. There are places we have to be careful of. You know, you have a right to be human. And you have a right, and you're going to feel anger is a feeling where loneliness is a feeling too. And there's times you're going to feel lonely. But just like you overcome anger, you want to overcome uh, loneliness also. Amen. So many are desperately lonely. Lonely. They can't relate to other people. Some people are afraid of people, yet you know you need them. It seems like social withdrawal. No one seems to care. So I want to show you right quick some symptoms of loneliness. And so we want to look at these so we can erase them. Number one, going through depression and anxiety. A depressed person doesn't feel like going out. Usually they're just at home. Do you want to go out tonight? You want to go eat with us? You want to, after church, do you want to go to Wendy's or something? No, I just want to go home. You have to be watching for the signs that if you're going through loneliness, the, the worst thing you want to do is stay alone. You want to get out. So be careful with depression and anxiety. And the next thing I want to talk about here is severe and compulsive overeating. A lot of times you talk to uh, people and they'll say, you know what? As long as you give me Haagen-Dazs, that's, all, that's the only person I want in bed is Haagen-Dazs. If I've got my Haagen-Dazs, who needs a man? Or, you know, if I've got my brownies, who needs a man? Brownies and ice cream, man, that's all I need. And so you find people start trying to find comfort in food because I'm safe with food, but I'm not safe with a man or a woman. As long as I can just seclude myself. As long as I can keep these walls up. As long as I... I love my Oreos and my Oreos love me. I've got the perfect relationship <laughs> in the world. Huh? How many can say, man, how many you know now you can get Oreos shaped like footballs? I mean, that is so cool. As long as I have my Oreos. Oh, you hear people say, pizza makes me happy. And you say, yeah, how about your husband? Who? Oh, him, yeah. 
Pizza makes me happy. So we have to be careful of that. Number two, oversleeping or the reverse insomnia. Can't sleep at night or you're oversleeping. I don't want to get up. Pull the sheet over your head, covers over your head, and you just want to sleep all the time. That's a sign of, of, of loneliness. Number four, addictions, drugs, alcohol. Uh, cigarettes. You speak to people who have trouble quitting cigarettes. It's not necessarily always the nicotine. Sometimes it's just having something to comfort you in between your fingers. And and so there's all kind of addictions there that we see. Fear. Especially fear of disease or fear of dying without someone. Who's going to take care of me if I get sick? Who's going to watch for me? And then number six. This is so important. Superficial relationships. Well, you know what? If it takes giving some money to get a part of that group, then I'll do it. Or how about this one? It doesn't matter if he beats me. It doesn't matter if she hits me. It doesn't matter if she leaves me and cheats on me. What will I do if I don't have her? I'm willing to put up being beaten instead of putting up with being alone. And so there's all these superficial relationships just to say I have friends or, or, or open the door for other things. And then number seven, codependency, especially on parents and relatives, men and women who are living with their parents, 50, 60 years old, still living at home because they don't want the responsibility to have their own home or, or to make sure that they can pay the mortgage or keep care of it. And so they get codependent on other people, codependent on, on people to keep them feeling good all the time instead of learning to stand on their own. And then number eight, Loose sex. This is the area where people, you could, young people, give up their virginity just to be in the in crowd. Oh, you're gay. You're a virgin. You, you, you're not cool. Cool people, they're not virgins anymore. Come on. And you get under that pressure, and so you get loose in these, you lose morality just to fit into the crowd. I don't want to be alone anymore, so you know, I'll, I'll just move in with my boyfriend. I'll just move in with my girlfriend. I don't want to face that loneliness. And then he, you may be with someone, and they're not a Christian, and they're into all kind of weird stuff, and they want you to do all kind of weird stuff. And you say, I'm not comfortable with that. Well, just get up and leave then. Well, you know what you need to do? You need to get up and leave and don't go back. But that loneliness, it drives you just to keep putting yourself in a position that you know does, isn't right. Living with somebody, just, just allowing them to treat you like a dog, just to belittle you and humiliate you. And you, you keep taking it because you don't want to be alone. The Lord wants to loose you from that today and give you freedom. Amen? Because there's people who want to pray on the lonely. And they do pray on the lonely. And you need to be careful with that. Number nine, mind games. All these mind games. I'm going to be alone. Nobody's going to want me. Nobody's going to be able to love me. And number 10, hyperactivity. I've just got to stay busy all the time, do everything I can, never be alone. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just volunteer for everything that I can. So I'm always busy. So I don't ever find myself alone because I can't stand to be alone. We've got to understand that we have to learn to, to walk and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and that God loves me, I love me, and other people love me. How do we erase the loneliness I mean, you know, it comes by growing in fulfillment with Christ. Amen. How do we erase the loneliness? Let me give you a few points here. Number one, you have to admit there's a problem. When you're counseling or talking to someone and, and, and they say, you know what, I just feel so lonely. I don't have any friends. I don't feel anybody like me. Well, let me ask you, do you like yourself? 
No, I, I, no, I, I think I'm ugly. Who told you you were ugly? Well, nobody has to tell me I'm ugly. They just look at me like I am ugly. I just know I'm ugly. Well, I don't think you're ugly. You can talk to someone. I don't think you're ugly. And they go, yes, you just don't know me. Can't you see? No, I don't think you're ugly. Why do you believe that? I mean, who had the right to tell you that? Who had the right to tell you you were born to be a loser and you'll never make nothing of your life and I wouldn't want to be your friend either? Admit the truth. This is things I've believed all my life. I'm not a sociable person. The Holy Spirit is available to counsel you and heal you of that. Number two, consider and pray over the causes. Identify the root. Ask yourself questions. You know, why am I not more of a person who can communicate? You know, there's books and magazines everywhere on how to communicate. Not only that, you can go buy, listen, take, take Brother Ray and Sister Eunice. When you have them around, there's always a joke waiting to be told. And when it starts getting uh, quiet and everything, here comes a Boudreau Thibodeau joke. Brother Ray's always got a new Boudreaux Thibodeau joke. And even in the, when he was getting his, in the hospital, getting his hip replacement, and the nurses coming in, he had to start telling a joke. Listen, get you some joke books, and I know what you're going to say. I'm not good at telling jokes. Well, I'm not either, but it doesn't stop me. <laughs> if you say, you know, if, if you say, you know, I'm not good at, you know, I don't know any jokes. Go buy some good, clean, clean jokes. Get some books on learning to be a communicator. Learning to speak. Learn to speak to yourself. I'm not a bad person. What I did doesn't make me a bad person. I'm forgiven of that. I can dream again. I can hope again. So you have to speak to yourself over and over and over and, and start getting rid of the symptoms and just accept things as how they are. Number three, you have to change the way you're thinking. Poor self-conception. I'll never be able to change. Life's unfair. You always remember the sovereign. How many know the power of God is sovereign? He is able to, he's able to save you. He's able to change you. Amen. Number four. Develop self-esteem. You can buy tests to find out what's your spiritual gifts. What's your abilities? I've got two pages here. I thought, well, you know, we're all dirt, aren't we? We all come from dirt. And so you hear people say, you know what? I'm just dirt. I'm just dirt. I'm just dirt. Well, we're all just dirt. Let me tell you something. I've got two pages here that tells you how important dirt is. You tell me, I don't have no abilities. I don't have anything to brag about. Go look up all the benefits of dirt and you find out you're pretty good dirt. <laughs> you know it's healthy to let your kids eat dirt. It builds their immune system up. Do you know dirt will protect you? Dirt will feed, dirt will feed you? You can't, have, you can't have monster trucks if you don't have dirt. Also says here you can't have mud wrestling if you don't have dirt. <laughs> Dirt's pretty important. I'm just waiting what the paper says. 
But you find people, they will always look for the worst and the negative, and you've got to look for the positive. Because what good are you doing staying lonely and not reaching out to others? Well, you know, nobody loves me. You've got to get over those, those, those thoughts and tear down those strongholds and come to find out you're pretty attractive and you're pretty worthy yourself. Number five, stop comparing yourself to others. You don't have to match anybody's ideas of who you need to be. And guess what? I don't either. The older I get, the easier it is just to say, you know what? I ain't worried about people's opinions. You can't please everybody anyway. You'll have insomnia, then you won't want to get up in the morning if you're worried about what people think. You've got to stop comparing yourself to others. Well, you know, my older brother, he can carry on a conversation and my older brother can make jokes like nobody's business. And when I tell jokes, they turn around and walk off. Well, just find somebody else. I'm so boring, the dog just runs away. I mean, you know, there's people that feel that way. Stop comparing yourself to others. You won't have confidence and not having confidence will repel people. Listen to this. Number six, learn to communicate learn to communicate there's all kind of material out there learn listen you know what i see just start off with the easiest learn to look somebody in the eyes we were in the parade and i was watching i had somebody come up to me and they said pastor is something wrong your face is sad i said i'm looking in the faces of these people and there's so much pain and they don't want to look so many people just didn't even want to look up at you you can see their pain and and how can you communicate as long as you're staring at the ground and you don't think you have anything worth saying? And this brings me to the next point. Number seven, take some risk. Let me just be open with you. Even to this day, I can be talking to someone and right in the middle of my conversation, they'd be turned around and walk away. Does that mean I quit communicating? No, I'm still up here in front of y'all. I'm on the internet. But how many times I think, you know what, I'll talk to somebody and then they'll turn off and they'll turn around or I'll tell a joke and they just dead stare you. <laughs> oh, some of y'all had that happen to y'all? I'm glad I'm not alone. You tell a joke and you've been waiting to tell this joke and then they just dead stare you. <laughs> you ever had anybody tell you? And? <laughs> and? That's it. Where was I supposed to laugh? Yeah, I guess some of y'all had that happen. I've, I've had it happen. I have it happen up here. Like, God, please bring me up now. Come on, beat me up, Scotty. I mean, you always, but do you quit? You take a risk. Maybe one day they're going to laugh at my jokes. Maybe one day they're going to take me serious. Maybe one day they won't turn around and walk off while I'm talking. But you just don't quit because some people may slam the door you keep at it. Because let me tell every one of you something. Whatever you have to say is important. Because you want to say it. It's in your heart. It's in your mind. You want to speak it. And you may be turned away and you may be ignored. And there's a lot of things that could happen that just hurt you to the very core. But don't you ever quit. You keep reaching out because there's people who need it and desire to connect with you. Amen. 
So you keep reaching out. And number eight, oh, you seek his, you seek his presence. You seek his presence. There was a monk who wrote in his diary, the more I get along with God, the more I desire to show compassion to my brothers. When you get close to God, it doesn't drive you away from people. If you get with God, it's going to drive you to go to people. You start getting a hold of the heart of God. You start getting a hold of the heart of the Holy Spirit. He'll start putting people on your heart, people on your mind. And you see somebody you don't even know and you start speaking to them and reaching out to them. And so don't allow loneliness to cause you to withdraw from the world. I mean, you hear so much, the world's crazy, the world's bad, and this and that. And there's some of that, but listen, there's a lot of good. And why not make it better, you yourself, by speaking to someone? Lord, give me someone to speak to today. You know, the Bible says that everyone who was in distress and in debt, they joined themselves to David. They didn't stay alone, they gathered together. That's what I believe we're here at Word of Grace to do. To encourage one another, to get involved, to, to reach out to the community, reach out to the nations, to reach out to one another. So many people in this group last week was receiving roses because of the pain and the hurts of their life, the things they were going through. There's people here that, that need love and encouragement. So many times we're so quick, just church is over, let's go. Or, or I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to just fit in the crowd. I want to disappear. But you know, the Lord, there is no reward in isolating yourself from people. The reward is given the love that God shed in your heart. So I want to invite you, if you'd stand, please. And I want to pray over you today. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You may be in a relationship where you feel lonely. You may feel alone at work. You may feel alone in your life. You may feel like your life just doesn't have a lot to offer. If you're here today, you need a healing for that. I just want you, just lay your hand upon your heart. And like David, cry out. Allow God to hear your heart even in the pain. The Bible says that even when we don't know how to pray, His Spirit through us prays the perfect prayer. So just allow the Holy Spirit just to come right now and heal you of any hurt, any pain, any loneliness the effects of loneliness. Maybe you've adapted to a lifestyle of loneliness. Maybe you've been busy living your life through other people. Maybe you've been living your life to please other people because you don't want to be alone. You've put your health, you've put your life in jeopardy. Today, surrender all that drive Allow the Holy Spirit to heal you and cause you to bond to people you can love, people that will love you, people you can trust. Young people, don't ever quit asking God for the perfect friends. Parents, we can never stop asking God to give our children the perfect friends, the, the perfect mates that are coming. Father, I pray for every home, every life that is here now and listening by internet. I ask you to give them a hope and a peace within their hearts. That, Lord, they will not live a life of isolation. Or, Lord, they will not hide from society because of some things of the past. But I ask you to give them a fresh hope and confidence. That, Lord, you want to use them and you want to reach out through them. Father, I ask you to heal hurts and pain in this place right now. 
I ask you to touch lives. Restore. Restore. Bring emotional healing into marriages and homes and relationships right now. I pray for self-respect. That you will love yourself and respect yourself enough not to put yourself in jeopardy or in a bad or wrong situation or relationship. Respect what God has made and is God, what God is making. Don't sell yourself short. Don't think that by what you're doing with that person is the only way you'll get the attention and, and the love that you need. No, that's not true. Do it God's way and He'll reward you with a relationship that is worth keeping forever. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you've never accepted Jesus in your heart as Lord and Savior. If you die right now, you don't know whether you'd go to heaven or hell. If that's you, I want to give you an opportunity. I want you to raise your hand real high and say, I want to receive Christ right now in my heart as my Lord and Savior. If that's you, raise your hand. God bless you, sir. Would you come? Man, would you come? Let me pray with you. Would you come and let me pray with you? Just come stand right here. Would you come and let me pray with you? Come and receive this. Come and let us pray together. Anyone else? Anyone else? Today, I've got to give my life to Christ. I want to be healed. Come, come. If you need to rededicate your life, you've accepted Him before, but you know you haven't been serving Him as you desire to. Would you come and let us pray a prayer of grace over you today? Anyone else today? Bless you, sweetheart. Anyone else today? There was another hand on this corner. Anybody else? I need to get my life right with Christ. Today is the day of salvation. God bless you, sis. God bless you. Thank God for you. God bless you. Christians, be praying. These are lives here. These are lives here. Anyone else? Please, please pray for me. Would you come? Would you come right now? Anyone else? Jesus, take my life. Heal it. Save it. Anyone else today? Anyone else today? Would you come? Would you come right now? Don't leave here. Someone else. God bless you. God bless you, sis. Anyone else today? Anyone else? I've got to surrender my life to Christ. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me and save me today. Anyone else today? Oh, thank you, Father, for these precious lives. Oh, praise you, Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sis. Come, come right here. God bless you, sir. This is your day. This is your day. The Lord was speaking right to you, wasn't he? I saw you just, I surrender. I surrender. I want to invite you. Would you lay your hands on your heart? Pray this simple prayer with me. For the Bible says, if we believe with our heart, confess with our mouth, we shall be saved. Just pray this prayer with our faith and know he hears you. He hears you. He's going to hear you right now. You just believe it. Say with me. Dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, forgive me of all my sins for all the wrong that I've ever done. Jesus, I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. All rejection, you must go now. For I have been accepted through Jesus.
all hurt and pain and abuse that I've submitted myself to. I renounce it and I break his hold and I declare in Jesus name I am free in my mind in my body and in my spirit in Jesus name Amen Amen come on give the Lord praise You hold on and don't you quit you hold on. Hold on to Jesus. Hold on to Jesus. Hold on to Jesus. Hold on to Jesus. God bless you, my brother. You just keep on. Yes, you sure can. Okay. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you, sweetie. Hallelujah. What an honor. Hallelujah. We got to walk to the kingdom today. God bless you. Praise God. You knew who to choose. God bless you, dear. Good to see you again. Let's praise Him one more time. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, listen, we love you.